What is up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart, and we got plenty to talk about on today's show. I know we weren't here last week to do a Hero Talk, but we have plenty of stuff to talk about now. Miss Marvel is debuting this week, so we'll give you guys some of the reactions that Miss Marvel has had from people that have seen it. We'll give you guys our expectations and hopes for this project as it debuts on Disney Plus this Thursday. We'll also be talking about a Fox property that is moving forward over at Marvel and some of the updates we're getting from the screenwriters of that project. We'll let you know what that is a little bit later. We'll also talk about what's going on at DC. There's a major shakeup going on due to the acquisition by Discovery of Warner Media. And the CEO of Discovery has some really bold plans and kind of shaking things up and kind of the hierarchy of, of, of DC's film division. So we'll tell you about the latest going on over there. And then I thought one of the biggest hypotheticals that I think we floated around in the past but never really thought to be really all that serious is what what it's kind of like it's kind of ironic because it's like oh you know we talk about the series what if on disney plus and the what if comics what if kevin feige ran dc's film division and left marvel apparently this was a not necessarily an alternate reality or at least it, it almost wasn't it apparently almost was our reality according to one insider so we'll talk about that uh later on in the show as well so it should be a great show happy to be back Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, what's up, dude? What's up, EJ? Of course, glad to be uh, on the show with uh, with the guys as 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 usual. Um, you know, so as you mentioned, EJ, a lot to, of course, to, you know, to to talk about this week. It's a big week, Miss Marvel week. Um, so that's very exciting. Though we know that's supposed, I, apparently, that's going to be geared towards younger audiences. So I'm not sure you know what what we're going to make of that but we'll we'll get into that of course um you know but i i thought this was an interesting week for <laughs> for a couple of reasons so we also got our first trailer uh to gotham knights mm. as well so yeah. that also dropped uh to um i, I wish uh, that was i wish that happened in an alternate reality yeah that was yeah, that, that trailer, did not ha- i wish that did not happen in our reality that should have been yeah, a that show, I'm very. I have no expectations for that show. It did like the trailer. I, I think that that trailer was very disappointing to the point where like I don't. I don't even really want to watch it, which is rare. I didn't love, um, you know, the Batwoman trailers. I didn't love, um, I mean, some of the Titans trailers was kind of weird, you know. So I was like, uh, you know, but, but this show, I'm just like, boy, I don't even. I don't even. I kind of. I'm not even inclined to really even give it a shot. I mean, I will, but. You know, it just it just doesn't really look good. But um, but yeah, what I don't know what what what, what it, I know EJ, you you know, you saw it. What, what were your thoughts on it? That was one of the most underwhelming initial looks, trailers, teasers, whatever you want to call it, of a superhero project. A first edition, a first look at a superhero project that I have ever seen. This was to me in human level. This was titan's first trailer level yeah. and honestly <laughs> worse than that for type from, from titan standpoint that that trailer and i sent you guys i sent you guys the you know the joe button clip i'm not going to use so much so much of the language that joe mm-hmm. button used in that clip but it did it did reference how i felt about it it was garbage and 
It's just sad. Mm. It just to me, it speaks to the sad state of affairs of what's going on at the CW yeah. in regards to the superhero content that they're putting out. I know Superman and Lois remains extremely solid, but everything else over there is just a mess. And the fact that <laughs> we didn't get to see, you know, I, not that I've been following so much, but you decide we're not going to do a Legends, uh, you know, last season. It seems like that's something that they should have earned and deserved. That you're not going to try to see if Naomi uh, could, could catch fire and see what they could do. Um, you know, again, I'm not as crazy about Batwoman, but even Batwoman you know, does have a pretty big fan base. The fact that you, you, you cancel all that and then you give us this, that was a bad look to me. That was a bad look to me. It was extremely disappointing. Kendall Ken- 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 on this podcast as well. Did, did you find it as disappointing as I did? Because that, 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 was, that was rough. Uh, so I, I've only seen bits and pieces of the trailer. Um, you're in luck. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, this is one of those where, I mean, when, you know, when the reviews are that bad for the trailer, I just, I don't know. I I don't have the, I don't have the, 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 I guess the stomach that you guys have for, for bad content because, um, I just, for whatever reason, I just decided, I, I don't know. You know, I'll get to it when I get to it, and I just haven't gotten to it yet. But, um, but I have seen bits and pieces of it. Uh, you know, I get, I know, I know the premise to a degree. I don't know when they even started filming this. Like this, you know, was like it felt like it was like a theoretical thing. They were saying they might cancel it, like, like a couple weeks ago, and now we have a trailer. So <laughs> this thing just really well, they shot. Well, they out. they shot a pilot. So obviously, yeah, obviously, like they had to have so, done the pilot, and then they decided. Like I guess they have more than that, or maybe they maybe that all that is from the I don't know. I'm like it looks like they shot more than a pilot at this point. Like you know, I'm I'm like they it almost looks like they shot all of it, and but then they didn't know if this they were ever gonna release it. Like yeah, we may we may not ever show this. That's why I feel like that's why they didn't they didn't cancel it because they were like, well we already we already did it, so I guess we have to we gotta get some return on investment for all the time we spent. Um, but yeah. I I will say the little bit I saw, I don't know. I'm not gonna say people have been harsh because I get why people are upset. It doesn't look great. What I will say is that people have to take the DC, not even the DC part of it out, but they have to take like the canon out of it. Like none of it makes any sense to anything that's ever been set up. Any right. any source material, like it's not. This is like a total fan fiction. No, Batman had a kid, Joker had a kid, all these ridiculous things that yeah. and Batman's kid is not even it's like his adopted son, but it's not right. any of the adopted sons that you know. That he's ever had like... or Tim Drake or yeah. real son and Damien or yeah, Duke or anybody. It's, exactly. It's... So you're gonna have to you throw you have to throw all of that history out. Almost pretend it's not Batman, but that it is Batman, and just see where they take it. That's the best chance this show has. But if you're taking it as you know, this is supposed to be like the Flash is supposed to be, or is this supposed to be like Arrow, or is it supposed to be like you know um, Legends of Tomorrow, like all of the shows that they've already had and they've set up Black Lightning that are supposed to be somewhat within a normal DC universe, Superman and Lois especially. It's, it doesn't look like it's gonna be anything like that. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it seems like it's. CW, like it's geared towards the the Riverdale crowd, geared towards the Nancy Drew crowd. Like it's not, you know, it does, you know, and then at the same time, geared towards the DC crowd. But 
Yeah, and that's kind of what I want to get at, Sharon, because that was the biggest thing I, I took away from watching this was who is this supposed to be for? Because, as Kendall said, there definitely is that Riverdale kind of feel to it, but then there's all of these illusions and you know clear connections to the Batman world. Those seem to just be two things that don't mesh. Like, I don't see a Riverdale person seeing this and being interested that, oh, it's Batman's dead, and now I, I got to watch this because there's a Batman person involved. And I don't see a DC person who sees this and says, oh, well, this is going to be kind of like Riverdale or Nancy Drew. I guess I should watch this. I, I, I don't like, – I just feel those are two different sandboxes that they just mashed together in this crazy Frankenstein way, and now we got this mess of a show. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know who this is for. I mean, it's it's very confusing, um, and it's weird because I watch and have enjoyed Riverdale, uh-huh. and I watch and have enjoyed various Batman shows, um, and I'm not not even a little bit interested in this. Right. Well, I don't know who this is for. Um, you know, it's very very confusing. Um, you know, it's just, you know, it feels a, a real. I don't. I don't even know. It has more of like a, I don't even know like a Twilight almost kind of feel. I don't know what I don't know what it you know is very like just on the nose like just kind of corny a bit a little bit. It just the lines and it didn't work for me. The 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 you know it just none of them really nothing in it worked for me. Really nothing in it worked for me. And there's nothing in the story. You know, starting out with Batman being dead is always is always kind of a non-starter for me at this point. I'm tired of. I think people are tired of the non-Batman shows, but yeah, the jig is up. We we see what's happening. You no, know, like the jig is up with that. But yeah. but you're gonna do that and then give me something like this. It's like that's almost like it's like pouring salt like all deep in the wound. It's like what is this? Yeah, I saw. You know, I saw someone. I don't even want to. I saw someone tweet. Someone tweeted like, "Yo, they had this. This show like it got the budget of a of a high school play." <laughs> really? I mean, yo, I mean, did y'all even see the poster? Yeah, the, po- the poster nah. looks like yo, Kendall. Kendall, it's shout out. I mean, the jig is like, up to for us. Like Kendall does a lot of our thumbnails for our YouTube videos and stuff. Kendall could have done a better Photoshop than this. I'm telling you. Yeah, absolutely. You have kids uh, um, walking in the rain, and none of them got umbrellas or jackets on. They all glistening. It don't. It, it looks. I mean, yo, I, I'm like, I'm at a loss of words because I mm-hmm. cannot believe that they have this happening. It's so ironic because you have this Gotham Knights disaster, and that. The, the Gotham Knights video game, which people are actually excited about. Like, like the fact that they have these two things happening at once, I think does speak to some of the the problems happening over at DC. It's just chaos. How okay. do you have a, a show like this and a, a game going out with the same name, they're totally different, and you put one, one of them out there and it looks this sorry? That doesn't make any sense to me. And, and I don't know. It's, and a show like this makes shows like Pennyworth, and like even Gotham look like masterclass television. Oh yeah, uh, and it's just crazy. This feels like everything bad about Gotham and Batwoman in one show. Yeah, it really, it kind of does. Facts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like and it's like those shows have decent traits to them. But I see none right, of that in this. Yeah, I see none of that in this. <laughs> yeah. And your yeah, Kendall, I think hit the nail on the head about that. Yeah, yeah man, it, it was sad. I'm, uh, as Shamari said he had something to open with. I didn't know what it would be. He had to remind me of that Gotham Knights disaster that we saw. But yes, that is a show 
apparently on CW coming in 2023. Buckle up and God help you if you're going to try to watch that show. I, I will probably give it a shot because this is, um, as Kendall said, a, a glutton for punishment or a sucker for pain. But man, that was not a good look at all for a first trailer. But you know what is sounding good, though? Miss Marvel. This week marks the return of Marvel Studios content on Disney Plus as Miss Marvel makes its debut. The show stars Iman Vellani playing uh, Jersey City teenager Kamala Khan, whose newfound powers and love for Captain Marvel inspires her to be a superhero herself. So far, the reactions have been very positive. A lot of the people talking about it being very lighthearted, very funny, um, that the, the animation, the graphics all look really good. Perry Nimrod from Collider said the fun-loving Playful vibe is extremely refreshing and love how they're working Kamala's art into the look of the show. Some visual effects and set design seems show there, show here and there, but there, the show's charm and Imani, Iman Vellani's charisma was more than enough to win me over in these first two episodes. So there's a lot of praise for this. I was a little surprised only because it felt like it felt I felt the tide turning over the last uh, maybe month or so, maybe month or two months. Where it felt like I was hearing more and more people say, hey, this Miss Marvel thing actually might be pretty good. Because, you know, we had the long conversation about the, you know, Save Miss Marvel campaign that was happening on Twitter that we had on our podcast. I communicated with some of those folks um, to get their, their view of it. And we talked about it on this show. And and, and we had heard some rumors and, and some people frustrated over the fact that you weren't going to have the stretchy abilities from Kamala Khan. That there might not be uh, a great allusion to Inhumans that we would expect since in the comic books Kamala Khan is a human. So I was a little surprised that the the overarching feeling was that this looks like a success, at least for the people that saw the first two episodes. What's interesting to me, though, guys, is I'm still going to be not skeptical. I think this will probably still be pretty good. But from what I gather, I feel like the people that I've watched these marvel shows and maybe maybe i'm being a little harsh here i think they've watched them with very rose-colored glasses the people that have gotten the first reactions i think that in some ways dare i say they've overhyped some of these shows in the early reactions i don't think there's been one show that's got a bad reaction if i remember correctly they've all been very glowing i think so the shows are good we review them every week. Apologies. I know we haven't gotten out the finales of Moon Knight. We'll, we'll try to get that out at some point. But we've reviewed every single one of them. We've liked them for sure. I don't, I, I, I know, I think we all have different opinions about which one was the best one. I think we all probably like, love one of them. I think you probably have asked all three of us. They'd be different ones. I think I'd say WandaVision. I think Shamari would probably say maybe Falcon Winter Soldier. Kendall would probably say something else. But. I, 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 you would think that these are home runs and these are Grand Slams Marvel's hitting when you hear these reactions. So I don't know what... There's something weird going on with these instant reactions from the Marvel Disney Plus content. So I'm going to still withhold some judgment and not get super excited. But I was a little bit relieved that people did like this because of some of the early hate we saw from this project earlier this year, especially a lot of last year into 2020. Yeah. But, uh, but Kendall, what, what, do you, what do you think on that? Am I off on that? Do you feel like some of these... Reactions have been a little weighted positively for Marvel. Yeah, I mean, like you said, definitely a good sign for Miss Marvel because, like you said, there was a lot of smoke 
in the other direction. Nothing substantial, but or substantiated, I should say, but still a lot of smoke. But um, in terms of the early reactions for the Marvel TV, I think for me, you know, I think it's it's always important when it comes to the early reactions to to remember that unlike a movie where you've seen the whole movie, you haven't seen the whole show. I mean, in most cases, you know, you've seen a, a maybe you've seen two episodes, maybe you've seen three, maybe you've seen four of eight, maybe you've seen three of six or two of six. So maybe you've only seen the the the, the, the pilot or the first episode, the premiere. And in a lot of these shows' cases, there may have been, may have started out with a bang, but mm-hmm. for some people, some decisions that were made Story-wise, it may have fell apart for certain people. WandaVision may have fell apart for certain people at the end. Falcon Winter Soldier may have fell apart for certain people at the end. Um, you know, and then there's other shows where they, they, I thought they built and got better. You know, I thought Loki continued to get better and better. I think Hawkeye continued to get better and better. And so, um, you know, I, you know, that plays a part in it. Um, I think this show is, I think that this is one that, seems more relevant than some of the others because you know the 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 early word was it was it wasn't it wasn't like people saying all the you know the action's not gonna not gonna be there you know a lot of it was about is the tone like shamari mentioned gonna be you know too kid friendly was you know is this gonna be um is it disney you know is it gonna be too disney channel you know and, and this and that and so if you watch the first episode, you'll probably get a good, a good sense of those answers. And if we have we haven't heard that response, then that's a good sign. You know, um, it's going to have to answer the same questions of can it hold up for six episodes, um, and that remains to be seen. But this one has far more questions to be answered about some of that other stuff than a lot of the other shows did. Uh, and She Hulk will be kind of similar, um, but She Hulk will have. It's only unique questions, more so, more pertaining to how does it actually look that it'll have to answer. Um, but but Miss Marvel means a good sign. It's a good sign uh, so far, and we'll see if uh, if your your theory and your trend continues that if they may, from a general standpoint, not track as well as it did prior to release. How, what do you think on that note, Sham, regarding some of the very positive? immediate reactions to these shows and what i feel like again you could anybody could say if i'm wrong kendall seems to agree a little bit that i I feel those shows being good but not necessarily living up to some of those initial reactions do you think there's any truth to that and regardless of whether it is how do you how does miss marvel avoid falling into a trap like that um, I mean, I agree. A lot of the, I think almost, um, I think almost none of the shows have been as, as, as hyped as people, some of these early reactions make it look, you know, and I think, I think we're pretty tame in how we review and how we react to these shows. I think we would all agree that, you know, not most of these Marvel shows have been good. But none have been like so incredible that we would be like it's a spectacular can't miss television. I mean, they. I mean, in terms of like the effects. I, I, yeah, I've always, I've always said to me, for me, WandaVision is the only mm-hmm. thing that comes close, in my opinion. Sure. Right. 
I love and, Falcon Winter Soldier is really good as well. Right. Yeah, and I mean, as I said, I said we all have different answers. Not I, a feel whole like, lot of I feel like we all feel like there's probably one that comes close, but right. I don't know if we I think we all would agree that they never hit that mark, as you said. Right. Like like we have seen better television. And we have seen better superhero television. Um, you know, it's not to say anything bad about the Marvel what Marvel has done at all, but we have. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's not some of the reactions from the early reactions, as we've seen, uh, you know, as you point out, EJ, have been kind of overhyped. They just have been. I don't know what that is. People can say, oh, the the shilling and the Marvel and you're not going to get invited to the red carpet or whatever, <laughs> whatever the thing is with Hollywood, these Hollywood reporters. But, um, but, you know, it's, that's, that's just what we've seen. Um, now as for Miss Marvel, um, I'm I'm gonna take the EJ approach. I'm gonna go cautiously optimistic, you know. And I mean, this is a good sign. We haven't heard, oh, it's, you know, it's a kitty show, it's a Disney Channel show, it's you know, Zach and Cody or anything, anything crazy like that. But like, you know, I'm just taking just cautiously optimistic. I'm sure it'll be a good show. My primary concern is is it be is it gonna be geared for me, which has been a concern that we had heard, you know, for many months, you know. And I and I think, of course, back to um, you know, and Kendall knows, of course, we watched all, basically all of Star Wars Resistance, you know, going back to the Imperial broadcast. And, you know, it was a bit of a waste because it was a kid show, <laughs> right. you know, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a bad show. And I watched the show. I'm like, this isn't a bad show. None of the actors are doing a bad job. It's not the animation's gorgeous, but it is made for kids. It's right. clearly made for kids. If this show is clearly made for tweens, you know, in the same way that. You know, when we had shows growing up, like even things like The Proud Family or, you know, Sister, Sister, whatever. Could have been, it could yeah. be a good show, but is it the, the kind of Marvel fix that I'm trying to get? And it might not be. And that's not bad. That's not a bad thing necessarily. But I'm, I'm going to be paying attention to that. And, and to oh. me, I think that's interesting, Shan, because the fact that you're still looking for that fix, I think goes back to the fact that those other shows, right. while good, didn't quite meet what you were hoping for. Like, you know what I'm yes. saying? Like, the fact and that I, you're like, I, you're like, oh, I can't do a kid's show right now. Like, had Moon Knight and all these shows hit the way you wanted it to hit, then you probably, oh, okay, let's see what this is going to be. You know? Like, like I, again, I'm not here to bash the Marvel Disney Plus stuff. I'm happy they're doing it. I hope they keep doing it. And I've defended it a lot. There's some people who go as far as say it's been mid. I don't, I don't go that far. But I do feel like for me, there's a little bit of a wait and see approach only because of that notion of the hype is really hot, and it's not hype just from fans. Again, it's hype from critics and and you know the the ordained <laughs> the ordained you know special folk who get to watch this kind of stuff, and and, and have said, oh, this this stuff slaps, and then we watch it and say, oh, that was good, but then like that's all that's all we get. We get good, you know. We get you know a solid eight out of ten, you know. But we 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 don't get that upper echelon level of content you know i think the one thing i will say that does excite me about this show is i feel like this will be you know it's kind of what i talked about with moon knight and what we talked about with well we didn't even talk about it with moon we talked about it with moon knight but not, not really more of what we talked about with with uh with doctor strange and the multiverse of madness which is I'm excited that we actually have a show that I know for a fact is going to have a major connection to movies. Like that to me, I think has been right now still the only 
the one big to me problem I've had with the Disney Plus content so far is that some of the things that have happened in these shows, some of the things are major. Some of these things are like they're not just nothing. Like you know, mm-hmm. they, you know, Val's introduction and Captain America, or ra- rather, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, what we saw at the end of Loki. Like these weren't just nothing. These were major things that happened, and it just feels like they've just not been addressed. We don't really know what's happening with them. There's no further plot. I know technically we, the Val thing was readdressed, I guess, in a post-credit scene for Black, Black Widow, but that really was more of just a, a, a lead-up to Hawkeye. It wasn't even a lead-up to... It wasn't a lead-up to another movie, you know? And Hawkeye had the, the Fisk stuff, and that was cool, but, you know, we don't know where that's going yet. So at least with this, I know, okay, Iman Vellani's already been announced to be in the Marvels, and... I'm certain that there's going to be some connection that with this show to that movie. So I'm at least hopeful for that. That's the one thing I look at and say, okay, that is something I can look forward to with this, that I will be satisfied in that regard. But I think that's been a little bit of a problem for Marvel that I feel like besides Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, there hasn't been a major payoff other than just liking superhero content, which I do, to watching these shows and then going to see these movies. There was nothing in Shang-Chi. There was nothing in Eternals. It was just like those were almost. It, those could have been in different universes. Yeah, yeah, they could have been. And I mean, I think I think at this point we're just kind of waiting for um, those like really crazy OMG moments. Um, you know, there have been a couple. Like I said, they, I we, we've gotten them. I can't say me. we haven't gotten them. We we got again. Yeah, the there, vowel, there, the there have been a moment. couple. Of course, the end of Loki. And, and then I, think seeing, for sure. I think seeing, I think seeing Sam in his cap suit, OMG moment for me. Yeah. You know, you know there. So there have been a couple, but, but there's no payoff on those we, moments. I think that's the bigger problem. Yeah, it's like we need those. And in, in when you think about these shows, and we compare them to the other superhero shows, we know we get paid off because there's multiple seasons. We know we see the payoff. Right. We know it's coming. We see it. Like at the end, like I take Arrow season five for example. Which I would make the argument is some of the best superhero television we've ever seen. Um, I agree. You know, the ending of that season was a massive, insane OMG moment. And I couldn't, I literally couldn't wait for the next season. Like we haven't seen, we haven't seen much of that um, from these shows. We've been looking forward to seeing things in the movies, like you said, but we haven't gotten the payoff for those, for a lot of those just yet. So that's that's what we're still waiting for. And we'll we'll keep waiting. But it is a big week for Marvel. I'm excited to watch Cat, uh, Mrs. Mar- uh, Mrs. Marvel, Miss Marvel, and that's debuting again on Disney Plus this week, streaming on Thursday. So if you guys get a chance, definitely check it out. We'll have to organize how we're gonna review it. Um, we've been doing YouTube videos, so we could very well be doing more of those for Miss Marvel. So uh, keep it locked here on not just the, the podcast network, but also on New Generation Media, our YouTube channel, for more Miss Marvel content. But let's stay with Marvel. Let's shift gears a little bit here. Because we've received our first introductions to formerly Fox-controlled Marvel properties in Professor X and Mr. Fantastic in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And we're now getting more details on the production of another X-Fox franchise, Deadpool. Rhett Reese, Paul Wernick, who both helped pen the sc- a screenplay of the first two Deadpool movies, are at work on a third film. And say Marvel has been supportive of their rated R script. Reese called it, quote, a thrill to get to work within an MCU backdrop with new characters. In regard to the more mature writing, Reese said Marvel and 
Marvel slash Disney has been supportive. He adds, quote, now when it comes to a particular joke, if we cross a line, maybe we're here at some point, maybe not that joke. But I think they've been incredibly supportive of what we're doing because obviously we're, we were doing it separate from them for a long time. I think they've seen the success and they've had their own even greater success. So hopefully it'll be a marriage made in heaven. We've definitely gotten their support and that's a great thing to feel. Kendall, are you buying Marvel support for a more mature Deadpool film? And what do you make of these comments? Um, I am. Yeah, I, I, I buy it. Uh, I may not have bought it when Marvel... When Disney first bought Fox mm-hmm. and Marvel first acquired Deadpool back. Um, but I feel like the tide has slowly but surely been trending towards Marvel is going to be more okay with that kind of stuff. I feel like Bob Chapik uh, is far more supportive of that kind of content um, being part of their portfolio at Disney um, than Bob Iger ever was. Uh, sound, it seemed like, you know, Bob Iger was a little more worried about, you know, the, the house of mouse and, you know, we can't, you know, certain things, Disney has to stay a certain way. And I, and I totally get it. I mean, I, what, who am I to say, who am I to tell Bob Iger how to run his business, you know, and how to, how to manage Disney. But, um, JPEG seems to be a little bit more open-minded in that regard. And because of that, Deadpool is always going to be the question. That was always going to be the test. Um, but then I also feel like when you're talking about Ryan Reynolds, coming back and having a lot of this control. Do I think Ryan Reynolds would have been willing to play ball if Kevin Feige wasn't able to do a rated R or a hard R Deadpool? Um, I mean, I don't know for a fact, but I would assume he has enough respect for Feige that he may have been willing to play ball anyway, but uh, certainly makes it a lot easier for him to want to come back and want to do another one um, when you tell him you're not going to have any you know, you got free reign, which I think is, is probably the case. So, yeah, my guess is that they're going to that they're continuing to they're going to move forward with a with a Deadpool movie that's going to be very similar to the ones we've seen. And, you know, it'll ruffle some feathers. There'll be some controversies in terms of, oh, my kid, you know, he's been able to see every MCU movie, but he can't see this one. Um, you know, by the time Deadpool three comes out, I'm going to be like, that kid, how old is that kid? And he has he's seen every MCU movie. That's a lot of movies. But <laughs> But regardless, I feel like uh, I feel like there's a uh, there's going to be they, they'll eventually there will be rated R stuff in the MCU, and I think Deadpool and we already know Daredevil's coming back, and I do think Daredevil will probably ease up from where the uh, from where the show was and, and on Netflix. But um, but Deadpool seems like the kind of thing that you can't you can't mess with. You don't mess up a good thing. I think that uh, that uh, family that Kendall's talking about probably has getting the most out of that uh, Disney Plus subscription, watching all the MCU movies. That's the only way I can imagine a young kid being able to do that. Uh, Sham, how do you feel about this alleged support from Marvel of a more mature Deadpool? Uh, I mean, I think it's a good sign. Um, You know, it's a good sign for other characters like Wolverine and, you know, Daredevil and, uh, you know, and others where the character... It's just, I mean, just to just to be blunt, it's just better when you can approach some of the more mature topics, um, you know, that this character goes through. 
in in their in their character arc and comics and animation and other and other things um so you know i think this makes sense and you know yeah maybe now there's some things that you know that kid that loves marvel can't look at until you know he's you know however whatever age is it would be the same thing if you went to a comic book store and wanted to get some really crazy raunchy comic marvel comic and you know you wouldn't be able to get it you know or whatever or maybe you would honestly i'm not sure exactly how the comic book stores you know manage that hopefully not but you know you shouldn't be able to get it because of the because of the age restriction you know so and with video games same thing with video games there's something some marvel or you know dc whatever injustice you know maybe you can't play injustice you know or something along those lines you know there's some things that you know yeah all right he's superhero but he can't access it just yet you know it's not the end of the world it's not gonna marvel studios isn't gonna tank disney plus is gonna tank you know because you know and they saw this the monetary success of deadpool it'll still they'll still make a ton of money it's they're not gonna lose any money you know them staying true to the character will help them gain more money. They, you can make the case they would have lost more money, uh, you know, watering down uh, Deadpool. I might make that case, to be honest. Um, so, you know, I think they made the right decision, um, you know, in allowing Deadpool to, to you know, remain as, as edgy as he is. And, um, and uh, you know, I just look forward, I look forward to seeing it when it comes up. Yeah, I would certainly look forward to seeing a mature Deadpool within the MCU. Uh, I I I buy this, but I still hedge a little bit. I think there will be probably enough. You know, we saw some of the the violence, or at least the illusions of violence that Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness had. That probably was just the beginning of your setup. Some of the things you may see in Deadpool. And perhaps go a little more gory and violent in that regard. I think we'll probably see violence fairly similar. They may push the edge a little bit more. That'll get them that R rating. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that there's probably a good understanding that look, you guys, you guys do rated R content because that's what got you guys here, and that's what makes this con makes this franchise great. Quite frank, to be quite frank. But I think that they'll say, hey, let's you know play along at least these very loose guidelines and these very loose guardrails. And that's kind of, I think, what you see, um, uh, what's the name, uh, Reese talking about here, where they'll say, okay, maybe there's some jokes that we'll, we'll write that they'll say, hey, we, let's try to amend that maybe because we don't want to go there, you know. But So, I, so I, I, I buy it, but I don't necessarily think it's just complete free reign. You know, they, they talk about this having to be, you know, a successful marriage, a marriage made in heaven with the success that they've had and the success that Marvel has had. I think they're trying to tie it together, but Marvel correctly understanding that in order for this to work, they got to let Deadpool writers, the Deadpool crew be themselves. That, as Shamari said, is a good sign that 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 is that is a good sign. That is something that you want to see. What you don't want to hear is that, you know, there's all this interference and all these issues with things being way too mature and having to water down Deadpool. You know, again, if they could just keep it among long some guardrails that where Disney could be somewhat comfortable, I'm sh- I'm sure that conversation has been had. But they got they can't they can't they can't fake the funk. You know, Deadpool is a mature character, uh, and and we've had success already being in this mature world. It would have been weird unless you were going to completely recast and re- completely remake 
the Deadpool of the MCU. It would have been weird to try out Ryan Reynolds and say everything's still the same from Fox, and then you're not crossing any boundaries or any guidelines. Like that would have just it just wouldn't have added up. It wouldn't have made sense. So if they were going to do it this way, this was the best way to do it. It is encouraging to hear that Marvel has been supportive in that in that note, and it is interesting that it feels like. You know, we have this Fantastic Four project happening, but it doesn't have a director anymore after Watts left. We never got a release date for that. We don't know anything regarding the X-Men still, even after seeing Professor X in a movie. Um, it feels like this Deadpool project is moving along fairly well, despite there being really no announcements formally from Marvel. Like, I feel like... Over in 2022, this year, I feel like we've gotten these various updates about you know production and, and at least you know the, not production per se maybe but the writing and finding the story and all that stuff moving along very well. It's why do you guys think that is like it's it's been radio silence with Fantastic Four, an actual announced project where we know zero. Part of that maybe because of what we were gonna see in Doctor Strange, but nonetheless we heard zero and now we don't have a director, and we have nothing with the X-Men and mutants, but Deadpool, while nothing official, it seems like people that are working on this project have been allowed to talk about the progress that's been happening. And apparently there's been considerable amount of progress. Why do you think that is? Um, I mean, I think we're just not hearing about it. That, I mean, that's just so my, you think that you, my... think that you think this stuff is happening with the other stuff. We're just not getting any. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, that's, I think, I think that, I think that's pretty much what's going on is, you know, no. I can't imagine that that nothing's being done. Honestly. Now, if you want to ask why I'm <laughs> hearing it, I would assume it's because with Deadpool, this is now going to be Deadpool three. So, it's like, what's the secret to be kept? I mean, there's certainly things about Deadpool that we don't know at this point. But mm-hmm. like, when it comes to the Fantastic Four, like, who's playing the Fantastic Four is still, it's still a mystery. Right. It's still a mystery for me. It's it's probably the biggest mystery, uh, along with Doctor Doom in the MCU right now, that and what's going to happen with the X-Men. So with Deadpool, I'm like, what's the mystery to, what are we, what's the, the top secret thing that we're trying to hide? Right. You know, I know Reynolds is going to be back, you know, I mean, you know, and they told us who's, who's going to be the guys create, making the movie, writing the script and whatnot. But, um, but, uh, you know, that's not, to me, like, that's not earth shattering news. Like you tell me, you know, tell me, uh, John Krasinski's right. Reed Richards. You tell me, you know, Cillian Murphy is, is is Victor Von Doom now all of a sudden, you know, that's that's breaking news. So I feel like that's why we haven't heard anything, but I don't know. It's still very strange because, like you said, Fantastic Four is on the calendar. It's, it, it, they've already announced it. They've said mm-hmm. multiple things about it. We've had, at this point, we've had now one director who's been attached to it officially who's now not doing it anymore. And... We know nothing about it. It's the strangest. And, and to my understanding, we didn't. We don't know of of, of any script writers yet, right? Or screenwriters, right? For that f- film, or we uh, no, uh, yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't know yet. We knew that Watts was supposed to direct it, but they didn't announce. Oh, who's writing the script? No. I don't remember Watts being the person that was supposed to write the script. So, yeah. so yeah, I think that's why I'm gonna slightly disagree with you guys. I, I feel. But then like, also, I, yeah, I ahead. just want to. I don't want to cut you off, but also. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, because he's so heavily involved, like, I mean, you know, he's, 
this like I don't even think this is a Kevin like it's a Kevin Feige project, but you know, um, and there was a report by I want to say with Boris Kit this week that Feige is going to be pretty hands off on Fantastic Four. Uh, yeah, that's like, what he's hoping for. That he wants apparently he was allowed yeah, to be very hands off on Doctor Strange because of the veteran leadership of um, Raimi, Raimi, and that he yeah. wants something similar to that for Fantastic Four. And I was curious as to who the big names that he's trying to get, but that's there's so many big directors in Hollywood that it's, it's no point in trying to guess. But well, Bruce Campbell um, put out that he thinks it should be Sam Raimi. That's that's what he said. Uh, I, I don't know if there's any truth to that. I don't know, Bruce. You know, you know, Bruce Campbell's always got a job, but Sam Raimi's making him. Yeah, I was gonna say Bruce Campbell's like, no, nah, I'm playing Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's probably he's probably got a little bit of a bias there and a little bit of a of a of an interest per se in and why he would want Raimi to be that guy. But, but yeah, I, that the only reason why I say I disagree with you guys is because of that. Like, we don't have any screenwriters for, for, for what's the name, as we know, of Fantastic Four. Um, as we know, again, I, 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 as we know of. It doesn't mean there aren't. They, they very well could be people writing a script. It could be a script done already, but we don't know anything about it. And we don't know anything about a script for anything being done for anything with the X-Men. The last, besides Professor X showing up in the last movie, the last closest thing we got to anything regarding X-Men outside of, of course, also X-Men 97 is there may be a Wolverine anthology series happening, but that was like, that was definitely at least last year. It might have been 2020. Like it was, it was it, That was a long time ago when we were talking about a Wolverine series. And that's it. So... I tend to think that Deadpool 3 may be farther along than those other projects. Because when you think about when Disney acquired Fox, they, yes, they, they, you know, Deadpool was one of the main, I think that was the first thing that Bob Iger had actually acknowledged that was coming over in the Fox deal. And, and any of the, and they, they made promotional art with, you know, Deadpool on that bus with the with the with the Disney years, like I, I, they badly want Deadpool content, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like the reason why this is so far along, the reason why they're just happy to let them do rated R stuff is because I think higher ups at Disney said we're buying this so we can get this Deadpool franchise, this Deadpool IP, so we can rake up this bread. So I tend to think that this Deadpool movie may be way closer than we think. And there just hasn't been an announcement for whatever reason. It may be because there's something they got to do in a certain movie that allows them to open the floodgates to mutants. Even though Deadpool is not a mutant, we all know that. But we we know there's you know the connection he's always had to the mutant community. Maybe that's why like we haven't heard anything. But I tend to think that these projects are further along because it's it's just to me it's it's weird that we we I mean John Watts wasn't saying anything about Fantastic Four. He's been on he he had just done a press tour for uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And he didn't have anything ready to say about how things were going with Fantastic Four. So how is it that, you know, the Deadpool folk, it seems like every month or two, we're hearing, oh, yeah, things are going great over here. And, yeah, we're, we're working hard and we got a good stuff going. Like, I, I don't know. Something doesn't add up. A very well, You guys could be right. It very well could be just a gag order on those other projects. But something tells me that Deadpool 3 is moving along much more smoothly. Um, or at least much is in a much more advanced state of its pre-production than the others are. 
But I wanna I wanna shift gears to DC now because uh, following the discovery acquisition of more Warner Media, the shakeup at Warner Brothers is beginning to take shape. Michael DeLuca, Pamela Abney are set to oversee Warner Brothers New Line. It's the first step in Discovery CEO David Zaslav's plan to split the studio into three verticals, each with their own leader. That would be Warner Media slash New Line, DC, and an animation division that I don't think has been named yet, but that would be a third vertical. Zaslav is reportedly now seeking an executive for DC President Walter Hamada to report to directly. Zaslav's ultimate goal is to create a model reminiscent of the one that Bob Iger created at Disney. He has reportedly asked Joker director Todd Phillips to do more in the DC universe and potentially serve as an advisor. Those two apparently have been hitting it off and they have really great chemistry, according to this report from The Hollywood Reporter. Phillips would not serve in an executive role, but he could be, like I said, some kind of advisor. The trade call is Zazla's attempt to sort out DC, quote, a major challenge. Last week, The Hollywood Reporter said Zaslav and others at DC are, quote, frustrated over the lack of results from J.J. Abrams' $250 million deal through his bad robot production company with DC. There is reportedly concern that Adams had earmarked several characters but has yet to put anything on the big screen since that deal was signed in September of 2019. The word is that DC or Warner Brothers had seen scripts for pilot episodes of Constantine and Madam X, but nothing's been on air. And the money and the check, I'm sure, is cleared for J.J. Abrams. So this was a lot of stuff happening at D.C. I mean, this feels in some ways, Sham, I don't want to oversell it. But it feels like D.C. is in a bit of a chaotic state right now. Like, way more. I almost feel like the success of the Batman has almost kind of given them a major way of kind of avoiding and i and i'll be honest i almost think the amber heard fiasco even though it is a fiasco i think it's kind of distracted people from the fact that there's this major overhaul happening at dc and we don't really know what the direction is going to be because they don't they're going to have a new person in charge like i always saw hamada as feige's equal i know he didn't have the see over the over oversight of comic books the way Hamada High, but Hamada had oversight of what was happening on HBO Max in those DC shows, and then he had oversight over the movies, and he reported to me Emmerich, but I, I, I assumed that to be kind of akin to Feige going to Iger, or now uh, Chapik. This article suggests that, I don't know what Hamada's real power is, really, now that I see this, I guess he's a creative vehicle, but if you're looking for somebody to oversee him, I'm thinking you're going to find another creative mind. And then you got Todd Phillips coming in, and he is doing things, at least his only project with DC was a Elseworlds project in Joker that was nothing like anything DC's ever done, and not anything like DC's ever done since. I don't know what the hell is going on over there. But but it, it seems like Zazlov is not happy with how things have been set up. When I see them looking at count, counting their change and looking at what J.J. Abrams brought to the table and seen nothing. They they say they treating J.J. Abrams like he's you know like he's Julius Randle or like he's you know or uh, say name some other star that you know hasn't produced with the contract that they've been given. I, I think we may be seeing a major overhaul happening. 
well, I think I don't think maybe we are seeing one, but I think that we may be on the dawn of of something very drastic. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I may have read it a little bit differently than you, or I mean, I, I there definitely is an overall happening. Is for me, it seems to be derived from the acquisition. Um, or at least that's how it that's how it seems. It's like okay, so acquisition, you know, new people, you know, putting, you know, kind of shifting pieces, and you know, I mean, these things kind of tend to happen. Um, I suppose uh, when you have, you know, you know, people leaving positions like Toby Toby Emmerich, and um, you know, I know you've you've experienced, I'm sure you've experienced this at your various positions. I've experienced that at the company I'm working for at the at currently uh, several times um, where just leadership changes and then people are shifting all over the place. Um, is, I mean, Hamad is keeping his position. I would agree with you if someone was getting fired. <laughs> you know, then I'd be like, all right, so, you know, so there, clearly there's some kind of chaos you know, or, or, you know, but no one being removed. It seems like they're, it, it looks to me like they want, like you were, like you were saying, they want to fight you. Um, or it yeah, seems like that's what, that's what it know, feels like, which makes yeah. sense, you know, which I think makes sense. I don't think that's, you know, um, you know, necessarily taking a fire and brims, but, you know, kind of trying to, trying to, you know, I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense to look for a fight. You know, you would hope, you know, I think every company wants a fight. And I also, I, I do agree though, that Warner brothers is, I, I suppose they have been seeing some losses with some recent things. I'm seeing maybe the Matrix didn't do quite as well as maybe they had hoped. I'm seeing that maybe Harry Potter or Wizards, you know, maybe didn't do as good as as they had hoped. And maybe the returns on some of these movies aren't haven't been quite as big as they would have liked. And you know, they're they're really kind of banking on some of these projects being good. Now, I, I think Hamada has been doing a decent job in terms of the quality of the, of the movies that are coming out of DC. Um, and the shows for the most part. I, I mean, honestly, I, th- I think I think it's been pretty good. Um, you know, the CW is a different story, but but in terms of like the HBO Max properties and um, you know, formerly DC Universe, of course, the other those other shows and the films, you know, I think under his leadership, I think they've all been pretty successful, which I'm sure is part of the reason he's still <laughs> in his position. Um, it seems like there's a lot of kind of corporate, you know, kind of big name shifts happening, and um, you know, I don't, I don't really know where Todd Phillips would have fit in or would fit in. You know, I know they were looking at him for possibly an advisor role. Um, you know, which I don't know. Like I said, they're looking for some kind of new brainchild of of, of, of everything. And um, I don't know. I think I think it may be a, a, a bit errant. I don't really think DC needs that. But you know, I mean, you know, I, I don't disagree with trying to find a Feige, but I also you know, I also don't think that's something that I don't, I don't think it's they're in red alert where they got to try to just find anybody who just grab the the nearest creative mind to DC and Todd Phillips and just put him in that in that position. I, I don't really think that's I don't think that makes sense either. Um, so I don't know. I, I, honestly, I, you know, I, it doesn't seem to be, you know, so crazy, but um, but, you know. I think things are shaking up because of the because of the uh, acquisition. That, that's that's what this appears like uh, to me. Now, now, as you guys know, when when we read these articles from these trades, there's things in it where you kind of have to read. I don't want to even say read in between the lines because the words are there, but you kind of have to. If you're not reading with context, or you're kind of just glossing it over, 
you may kind of just read these things and think it doesn't mean anything, but the writers are putting it in there for a reason. Um, obviously, shout out to Kim Masters, who wrote this article for The Hollywood Reporter. But Kendall, I think an interesting note is in the in the in the blurb where they talk about the challenges DC has um, and that, you know, Phillips is, you know, perhaps going to be taking on a larger role, even though in this article's words, Phillips is not an expert on the broader DC universe. That I thought was interesting. But the, the, the paragraph or the two or three sentences that come after that, I thought was really, I think, the crux of why I'm saying I think a major overhaul is imminent. Because it says here, quote, while at Disney owned Marvel, chief creative officer Kevin Feige oversees film, television, animation and publishing. There has been no single voice guiding DC in parentheses. DC chief Hamada oversees the film universe based on the company's characters, including its HBO Max spinoffs. DC's properties are only loosely connected and sometimes take place in entirely separate universes such as the oscar winning joker and matt reeves the batman released in march i don't know how that reads to you kendall that reads to me zaslav wants a connected universe zaslav is not with this world of dc or whatever the hell dc's been doing with this thing where they have these movies that are in their own world but they don't directly connect to anything and that would be a major that's why i'm talking about this major shift happening because if they decide to reverse field and say no we're going to now try to connect these movies again that then would be a major shift from what dcs told us was that they were comfortable with having these stories be on their own and some universes kind of connect but not really and that they could do things like the batman and joker and not have any connection but they could be all well and dandy and fine with that if you're putting in an article that this is in the backdrop of why Zaslav is trying to overhaul DC, my only thing to take from that is, well, he wants a connected universe the way Feige created. But DC's been, they're so far gone since they got rid of Zack Snyder. They're so far gone from that aspect of connecting stuff to now doing this, this separate thing. How do you put the genie back in the bottle, Kendall? I don't know if that's really possible unless you, again, I'm going to use the word for like a, a hundredth time here, unless you do a major overhaul. And that leaves me a little concerned because I liked what I saw from the Batman. Uh, and I, I don't want them to have to try to do something that these creators didn't sign up for for the sake of Zaslav. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird problem to have. Um, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, look, we, we've known since the merger, uh, that Zaslav has wanted to find his own version of Kevin Feige. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not been a secret. Uh, they've went through other candidates, other people from other movie studios that they feel like have dealt with temple. I, high level IP, you know, that would be similar to the MCU and see if they have a track record that could that could withstand and help turn around DC. Um, so that's it's not a surprise that, that he wants to replicate what Marvel has. Um, and I don't blame him, man. Like, it's not, a, you know, from the outside looking in, you say to yourself, I want to be Marvel Studios. Yes. I mean, DC, 
has a yeah get, Marvel get, thing. get in line with every other major studio. Yeah, every other movie studio, right? I mean, Marvel's you know what Kevin Feige's done is probably the greatest run in all of Hollywood from a producing standpoint, from a production standpoint, and so. Of course, in DC is the obviously they're the the main competitor. They are the mirror image of Marvel um, from an IP standpoint, and so yes, they want to. They'd rather be Marvel than where they're at, where they've been. So, one hundred percent, it makes sense to want to replicate that. Uh, like you said, the biggest challenges, you know, they've they've had. They've already they're they haven't stopped making movies. They've been making movies now continuously, nonstop. Uh, for, you know, tens of years at this point, you know, and for decades and, and they, you know, you can't just then now say, yeah, we want to, we want to start up, uh, our own <laughs> shared universe when, I mean, you've already, you already did that. You already did that with Zack Snyder. Yeah. Didn't really work. And they've decided we're going to, we're going to scrap that and do some other stuff. We're going to keep some of those movies, the ones that did work, the ones that didn't, we're going to scrap and we're going to just. You know, use some of those IP like Batman in, in in separate universes, and it's going to be great. And then for the most part, those have been just as, if not more successful than the shared universe movies. Um, but you can't then, like you said, put the genie back in the bottle and say, now I want a shared universe, you know, that, that does work. Um, you may feel like your idea is great, but how do you, what, what do you then do with those movies? And then I think the bigger issue, as much as it is, we, I mean, you mentioned the ones that have come out, like Batman and Joker, you know, and obviously you have movies like Suicide Squad, but I think the bigger issue is you've got movies that are coming out that are dealing with their own issues, obviously. You talked about the Amber Heard mess with Aquaman, and you haven't even begun to start to, you know, to discuss the Ezra Miller mess with the Flash, with, with the Flash and what does that mean for those properties? Um you know, long-term, and what is, you know, what have they set up, you know, Batgirl is obviously something that's supposed to be coming out, and and, and Blue Beetle, and all these different projects that, that may or may not fit the vision that Zaslav has. It's a, it's, a, it's a jarring thing, and then when you hear Todd Phillips is the guy, I mean, that's the guy that he's going to saying, you know, How what you've this? built, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're my, you're my chief advisor. I love Joker, man, it's a great movie. Um, I think Todd Phillips did a really good job. First of all, I don't know if Todd Phillips would be like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know Todd Phillips, never talked to him, but I, you know, the movie he made doesn't strike me as something where he wants to be, he wanted to be, you know, setting up some shared universe while he's right, yeah. So it feels <laughs> like Zazlaw's like going to the wrong guy. He's barking up the wrong tree if that's what you're looking for. But regardless, um, I also, I love Joker, but I don't know if I want every movie to be like Joker. I mean, Again, Zaslav wants to make, you know, he wants to make movies like Marvel. Well, Todd Phillips, his two biggest movie franchises are Hangover and Joker. You know, those are rated R movies. You know, I, not to say Todd Phillips can't make a PG-13 movie that people love. Can't Not to say that he can't make, you know, a shared universe. I'm sure he can. I'm just, but, you know, if if we're going off of because his biggest success is Joker... That I want him making, I want him, you know, with his hand in everything. Um, and let's and let's keep it a buck about Todd Phillips. And let's keep it a buck about Todd Phillips. Uh, he did Hangover, uh, a, a truly classic comedy of his generation. There's no question about that. But he did sequels that were not good. Let's just be honest. 
Yes. And Joker was in this household or in this podcast, we all think Joker is great. I know there are those folks that think, oh, Joker is terrible or they don't like it for whatever reason. But I thought Joker was great. I think we all did. But Joker took great inspiration from Taxi Driver. So I guess what I'm getting at is, is this the kind of creative mind in terms of the ability to be versatile that you want advising on how the whole DC universe should be created on the film level when, as this article admits, so I'm assuming someone who spoke to uh, who spoke to Kim Masters admitted this, the guy is not even that well-versed in DC canon. That, to me, seems like a contradiction. It doesn't seem like that's necessarily the greatest fit. And I find it ironic that we get this report maybe days after or weeks after. Not, not weeks, definitely probably days after. We hear that, you know, the Joker sequel is moving forward. <laughs> so one thing I see from Zazov is he really loved what was accomplished with Joker. I, it was a great movie. I can't say why he loved it so it's much. the only I, thing that's won an Academy but, Award, maybe at Warner Brothers in a long time, but certainly with uh, uh, DC. DC. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That is, yeah. So, so we know it's a great movie. I can't say particularly. Say, I can't point to particularly what he liked about it, but we know he clearly liked it a great deal. Because then he's calling in Philip to say, "How do I fix this?" And that he wants someone like Feige. It's just, it's just weird because it just doesn't feel like any of those things add up into one cohesive vision for what he's trying to do. But uh, all I will say is, I feel like. This goes this goes back to my original beef with DC way years back in which when you make half measures, you leave yourself in this weird spot when you now try to reverse field again. Because I said it, one of our first YouTube videos ever was me saying among various different things on how to fix DC that they need to fire Zack Snyder and fire Henry Cavill. And... While they fired Snyder, they didn't do the full job of actually rebuilding a universe under an entirely different vision. Maybe they felt they couldn't do that because Wonder Woman was so successful and they didn't want to throw out um, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot. I don't think that was that big a deal, but that, that's what it felt like to me. And, like, ever since they couldn't do that, like, they were like, okay, we need to keep some of these characters and some of these creators that were attached to the Snyder stuff. But while not actually creating a new universe, which was what was needed, because the universe that was created was broken. And then they, then they, it was already broken. And then they blowtorched it when they pulled Zack Snyder mid-movie and threw in Josh Whedon and put that disastrous Justice League out. Them not taking that cue there and saying, okay... Everybody clean house. We'll keep Jenkins. We'll keep uh, Momoa. We'll keep Juan and 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 and, uh, and Gadot. Everyone else is gone, and we're starting over from here. Once they didn't do that, this was this was kind of where we were gonna be. And now someone was gonna come in and say, "Yo, we got to try to make this a connected universe." There's too much money at stake not to try it. It's like, well, now how do you do that? Because you never really fully detached from what Zack Snyder was doing. Maybe the Flash will will do that. We know the Flash movie is coming out, but the fact that he's coming in and saying I need a Kevin Feige tells me that he ain't too thrilled with whatever they got planned. But what they have planned is supposed to be 
it's supposed to be important. Like the Flash apparently tested very well, and uh, in, in the screen test uh, in front of audiences, like we don't even know what they're even trying to do. He's already saying we need <laughs> real leadership. That's a bad sign to me. And I'm not even saying it's a bad sign for necessarily that oh that what they're doing is trash, but I'm just saying for what they're what what Zaslav's mission is, it just doesn't. None of it really fits. None of it really adds up. There is no clear one plus one equals two or an ABC kind of track line to see how all this is supposed to play out. And I think it stems from that original sin of not restarting the universe the way they should have once the Justice League bombed. And now we're here. They've done good movies since. I've enjoyed several of their movies since. But I just feel like we were kind of we're, we were we were approaching this bridge at some point all it took was a new voice in charge a new acquisition and then somebody was gonna come and say yo man why aren't we marvel and that was that was <laughs> that's all it took for now there to be this kind of uh like i said i feel like a little bit of chaos i will say i do like that zaslav is coming in and counting the books and saying like one of our biggest issues is that you know dc pseudo announces these projects that never happen He's counting the books and saying, yo, why we got money allotted to this and characters allotted to this person and nothing's happening. I'm, that was the best thing I heard about anything Zaslav's been doing since I since he's taken over. Because, you know, Shamari talks about it all the time. That's one of their biggest issues is these projects that they say is going to happen that never come to fruition. Or the, the, the creator says, oh, I, I can't think of anything. So, you know, I'm just going to quit. And, like, again, yeah, there's money and resources like designated to this stuff like we know this stuff is not just oh okay you're doing a, a project okay whatever and we just move on like this there's a lot of you know eyes that have to be dotted t's that have to be crossed before these moves are made and for there to be such little content coming from them it's frustrating and I, I think it's smart that he's coming in saying we need to have answers for what the hell's going on now i to give jj from some some rope and some bail there was a pandemic so he signed the deal in September 2019. We had a pandemic that shut down pretty much all production. And in 2021, you hear, okay, things are starting to kind of rev back up again. Some people were still shooting in 2020, but we had all those stop and starts during that time. Maybe that has something to do with why we've seen nothing, but it does feel very slow moving. And I just, again, I just like that there's a little bit of a, what's the word? Um, like an emphasis and a, and a urgency was where I was looking for to to get this stuff off the ground because i mean you give it got 250 million dollars three years later you got nothing to show for it that's like the that's like the the greg Belanti deal like that's what's that that's like 600 million between those two guys and they got nothing basically like they should be counting the, the check and saying counting the counting the money and counting and looking at their books saying what the hell we what the hell is going on it's the 2005 mix that's what that is you <laughs> <laughs> oh man it is, it's facts it is facts but um but we'll see how this all shakes out but uh, i'm a little concerned i can't lie i'm a little concerned about the direction of dc with zaslav feeling like he has to come in and make such rash decisions at this point in time but with all of that turmoil at dc it has at least one insider wondering if discovery would target a mar would, would target marvel boss Kevin Feige to take over and be that person to oversee Walter Hamada. While that seems highly unlikely, Matthew Baloney uh, from the outlet Puck did reveal an interesting tidbit about the history between Feige and DC. According to Baloney, 
Feige once seriously considered bolting Marvel to run the film division over at DC. He says DC and Feige had talks around the same time of Marvel's Phase 2. So that would be somewhere between 2013, 2015. This was around the time Feige was butting heads with then-Marvel CEO Ike Perlmutter. Feige at the time was allegedly trying to get out from under Perlmutter when the discussions with DC happened. So, Sham, do you think Feige, A, would have turned around DC's film division around that time? And B, what do you think there's any chance he would leave Marvel for DC? Because we be talking about how you know, Zaslav clearly wants his Kevin Feige. Could he just get Kevin Feige? Um, so, uh, yes, he he certainly would have. I mean, he's done so well with Marvel. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt that he would have been able to turn around DC. Um, uh, but um, because I, I think a lot of the issue with DC wasn't really the actors. I know you didn't like Cavill. I mean, we, I mean, I, I felt differently about Cavill, but but Feige, Feige would he would have had a plan together. Um, and the fact that he was even thinking about it shows that he did have a plan. Because um, we know Feige doesn't, you know, approach things without any kind of plan. So, um, so yeah, I, th- I think he would have. I think he would have been able to, to work with DC. Um, and um, as for if he would, uh, not anytime soon. You know, he's still planning through like phase five and six. And I mean, he's, you know, so I, I don't think he would anytime soon. I don't think there's a dollar amount. Well, to be specific, I don't think there's a dollar amount that uh, you know, that cheap pick would not match or go over. To right. be more specific, right? I mean, yeah. Disney Disney can match Warner Warner Discovery in terms of in terms of one guy. They can match they can match any amount for how much money that Kevin Feige and what he's been able to do has brought in. And I don't know of a. Dave Filoni, if you're comparing it to George Lucas and Star Wars, I don't know of any kind of Feige apprentice that would be able to just do what he's doing. I'm sure he has people working under him that help him. Um, oh yeah. I, I, or I would, I, I would think that he has people like that Manzito, kind of a lot. Gabriel Alonso. Yep. Yeah. So he has people that that you know that help him craft everything. Um, but I don't know that he has like an apprentice in that in that sense, like a true yeah. apprentice in that. And that's Jordan. the thing about Dave Filoni is that like you know some of these people, you know, an Alonso or a, or a Diaspazito, uh, they may be like you know Kathleen Kennedy was always she was always there with George Lucas exactly. Um, but you know it's like you know you're getting the guy who, you know, he was with the GM, but you know right. he's doing contracts, but you know scouting. <laughs> Tracks, but was yeah, he, yeah. you know, was he doing trades? Like you can't, you know, <laughs> you got to be able to do all of it. And so, um, Dave Filoni was like the he was the the he was writing, you know. So he had the creative background to to create a story that makes sense for why he's now in the position he's at with Lucasfilm, helping them craft the story aspect of Star Wars. So that's the thing about DC. I mean, yeah, I mean DC, you know, hasn't had a problem with like producing movies you know they've produced big budget movies they haven't they've made money on them they've for the most part had decent ideas in terms of what movies we should do their problem has been some of the stories haven't been great you know i mean shamari mentioned casting they've casted well uh for the most part there aren't too many situations where i was like oh they you know i mean they they just they botched this one it's such an easy casting they right. botched it. yeah um 
you know, but the movies, for whatever reason, whether it be, I mean, obviously their model has been so different than Marvel. It's hard to compare it in terms of, you know, they don't, they, it's been the wild, wild west in terms of how they make their movies. So it's a different director every time. The Zack Snyder arrow is the closest thing to what the MCU had. And so, I mean, you know, I think they could, first of all, I mean, obviously, yes, the what if. I feel like Kevin Feige would have done, I mean, I think he, I mean, he would have done a great job. I think that goes without saying. Um, uh, in terms of that, uh, in terms of the the story, the story aspect, and 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 going forward, finding somebody, uh, is there a is there a figure out there that they could that they that they could go after? You know, I mean, yeah, Shamari's right. I mean, poaching Marvel is probably the easiest thing. It's it's the it's the classic thing and all. And I mean, it happens in sports and you know. Whatever team is hot, just find the the assistant GM there and make him your GM or just whatever. But um, to me, be like because like Shamari mentioned, Feige is so he does so much that I don't know if you're gonna be able to just find one person that's gonna be able to do everything that he does and just be like he's gonna be Feige Junior. Um, or or she's gonna be Feige Junior. Um, so I you know I almost feel like they should find somebody that. That, I mean, so the name that I that I think there's two names. Maybe they work okay. together. I don't know. Um, when I think about crafting a a a, a, a shared universe, um, outside of Kevin Feige, I think the person to me that's crafted the best shared universe in this medium, I know, or similar, is Tim. I know you're going there. And so I'm like Bruce Tim. I mean, he's still doing stuff with DC. Obviously, he's got the Kate Crusader. You know, he's and that's why it talks about Dave Filoni. Cause Dave Filoni, you know, he made animated movies. I mean, he made a cartoon. He, he's working on the Clone Wars. He didn't never make until The Mandalorian. He had never done anything directing in terms of live action. Um, but it, you can pick up that part of it, it, you know. But the story aspect is is far more important. And we know Bruce Tim knows how to. He knows DC. He knows how to create shared universes. Um, he knows how to create individual, you know, stories and individual pro- properties within a shared universe and have them connect in ways that are meaningful, yes. whether it be something as big as Superman and Batman or as, you know, you know, smaller scale as Static Shock. He can make it all work and make each one pop in its own right. And he, um, create, and he create new canon. I mean, he created yes. Harley Quinn. He created Batman Beyond. Yes. Like he, he could just create new canon from scratch, and it'd be fire. Yeah, and so I mean, I I'm sure that they've they've talked about it. If you know, if you're not doing, you're not playing the game right. If you haven't, if you haven't even discussed it at all. So I'm sure they've they there may have been reasons, and maybe I don't know if they've reached out to him. But to me, he's the guy. Uh, I mentioned another guy. I mean, maybe Greg Weissman has, has done a really good job as well. If you're talking animated stuff. But Bruce Tim to me, if you're saying, oh, and Bruce Tim, maybe Bruce Tim doesn't want to do it. Maybe he's a little older, and that's why. That's why I said maybe both of them, you know, could be could work as some sort of, you know, maybe not a pairing, but you know, sort of a, a committee or a council. But, um, but yeah, Bruce Tim, like that's the guy for me that, you know, again, he doesn't know anything about producing movies. Just like cat, you know, yeah, Dev- I mean, he's 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 an, he is a pure animated person he's never done yeah, anything he's, live action. yeah it's all pure he's not anything of note yeah yeah yes yeah, it's, it's yes he's all animated and he's he's not a he's not a behind the scenes guy he, or he's not like a 
he's not a producer. Like even Kevin Feige had a, produ- a production back. Yeah, he worked on the X Men. Yeah, he worked on the X Men. Like he was not a story guy, but he just clearly has. He's just a savant when it comes to crafting the vision overall. Um, but but like you can find somebody. Kathleen Kennedy does that for Star Wars, and she's great at that part of it. Um, you know, but when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the stories, you know, sometimes that should be held by somebody different. So that's why I feel like DC should they should have somebody. You know, Zaslov can certainly find somebody to to handle the movie production side of it. But when it comes to crafting the stories and the ideas of who we should focus on in terms of characters, I think Bruce Timm should should to be involved. That's that's my my fantasy GM idea. I mean, I, I like the Tim idea. You know, I also love Greg Weissman. You know, you know me. He's like one of my favorite creators, period, right now. Um, in regards to the what if, I, I'm actually going to say that I'm not sure this would have worked the way you guys think. Because you got to think about that time. You know, if you're talking about this is between 2013, 2015, around phase two. That's around the time Man of Steel's coming out. That's around the time. That's actually before we even get BVS. So that also tells me that, I mean, they might have been ready to pull the shoot on Zack Snyder way earlier than we even realized. Like, they might have been ready to, or at the very least, they felt like Zack Snyder needed a lot more guidance than we thought that they thought he needed at that time. Because he's in the, he's, he's not in like, he's in the middle of his creative process. I know it didn't last long, but he's put out Man of Steel in 2013. And he is rare, rare, what we, at the time was raring towards a Man of Steel 2 before that got shifted into BVS. If he comes in at that time, I guess it has to depend on when exactly it was. But if he has plans for Man of Steel, he wants to do Bruce, you know, uh, Ben Affleck Batman. I mean, if Feige's not walking into that, I don't know if he's able to turn that into a success. I, I don't know. I, that might have been, that might have been a tough task because now I do think that Snyder, I, I, I've always said, I felt like the one of their problems that they, they put all their eggs in the basket of one filmmaker, which was not smart. Maybe, you know, he was, a, he needed a Phil Jackson, like a Feige. Maybe he needed somebody to kind of, you know, put that vision together. But every quote I've ever heard from Zack Snyder, it just sounds like he didn't want anything to, he didn't want anybody bothering him with what he wanted to do. He just wanted to just create what he wanted and then move on. So I don't know if that would have ever been a good fit. Would they have moved on from Zack Snyder? Like that, that would, that could have been a mess. So I'm not actually convinced that that would have actually worked for DC. Maybe it would have worked in the long run, but I think there would have been some major growing pains to start. In regards to uh, what Kendall was talking about in terms of filling that gap, they, they, they definitely could look to someone who was from Marvel. Um, it's funny because I feel like they've had decent ideas at various moments in time, and it just for whatever reason they've been apprehensive to just give the person the, the full keys, or the person's gotten in trouble. Like, like to me, like Jeff Johns in theory is a smart person to put in that position, but Jeff Johns it was is not mature enough and. He's just not the right. He's not the right person to be in that position for other reasons. He's got, he's got some kind of allegations and right. He, they, they, and, they, and clearly, he well, he didn't have the right temperament to be in that kind of position. And he was he was tied in with like four other guys. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, right. You know, Hamada. I, I like that he comes from a smaller film background, and 
I, I like a lot of what he's brought to the table. I like that he's he's he has tried to crunch the numbers a little bit. Um, but he seems to be kind of having his hand t- tied behind his back where nobody really has the full confidence in him. So, and there still seems to be this kind of, uh, this, this, it's like very unorganized. This, this unorganized feel they've had since they started this continues even under Walter Tarmada. So, I feel like they've, they've, they've found people that sound good, but there's something else that's making it not work. It kind of feels like a team that is not necessarily the coach's fault. It's like the GM or the owner's fault. That's kind of and how I, I see this. I don't know if there is a director. Like, I don't think they should do the Zack Snyder thing again and say, we're going to take, and that's the thing with the, they, no one should ever do that. That was stupid. They're proposing with, with, with Todd Phillips to a degree, but like, I know I that's why that, I'm scared about that. Yeah. That will be really stupid. Yeah. And, and it's not, say, it well, yeah, to... we should take a director and say, he can make all of our movies. Basically. And it's not, it has nothing to do with even any beef with Zack Snyder, regardless yeah. of how you feel about that. I wouldn't do that with any director. Yeah, I just it's, don't. It, I don't. Because you're gonna don't, have to put other game. filmmakers in that sandbox. Yeah. And how it, is that gonna work? Yeah, yeah, and and they, you know, it's just and mo- I mean, ninety percent of directors that I can think of, like they have a style that you know, they all their movies are gonna feel kind of similar. I know Marvel, you could say, oh, well, Marvel movies feel kind of similar, but I just, I don't know. I just it, it, that, I mean, this definitely didn't work with Snyder, um, at least in terms of popularity. Um, I, to me, and then also I wonder what is what's the message sent that Zaslav is like trying to find somebody, and the first person he goes to is Phillips. There's no mention of Matt Reeves, you know. I mean, and that's it, why I said in the last mean segment, that I'm very maybe don't feel as bullish on the Batman as I mean. They announced a sequel. That, that's why yeah, we there, there, there is they have a lot of explaining to do because, like yeah. I said, they're announcing sequels. Movies are coming out. We still don't want well, anything about. Just we, pull them off the jump. I want nothing to do with any of that stuff. I just want to do my. Now are they gonna allow? Are they gonna allow them to do that? Like we need to hear answers about that because you can't tell me you're trying to find someone to oversee DC and they got they can't touch Batman. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine someone someone took over for Feige and they, and they're like, okay, this guy is replacing Feige or person is replacing Feige, but John Watts has all touch on Spider Man. He can't do anything with Spider Man. Be like, what the hell is that? Like. First of all, who's the hell is signed up well, for that? Well, you can. Well, no, they'll be like, well, no, you can use Spider Man, but you just got to use like, you got to use Tobey Maguire. You can't use uh you got to use the really old one. You know, Michael Keaton. You can't use the the. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. That- <laughs> right, yeah. I got you saying like, yeah. He's like, oh, you can use uh, <laughs> yeah, Tobey Maguire. It doesn't like, fit the universe at all. You know, yeah, he the universe. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. Like, so the, they they have spl- explaining to do at DC. This is not. This is not. This is not good. What's going on? And that's why I'm not surprised that the Hollywood Reporter referred to it as a major challenge. Because these pieces that I'm putting together, they don't add up. So I don't know. I don't think Feige will go over. I think that the 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 issue with seeing his Fox properties that they just acquired come to life, he's not going to leave before that happens. Could he leave after that? Maybe. But I just... That well, that's what, what I was going to ask. What he, that's what he's been. Wait, that's what he's been waiting for. So there's no. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think there's a dollar amount that he. Would what's go keeping just him? That. Yeah. What What's keeping him motivated? It's, it's before that. that. I would have said I don't know if there is anything. Like he's done everything he could accomplish once the Infinity War movie came out. But now that, now that they've got those movies turning, you know, I don't like EJ said. I, once it gets to a certain point, like Shamari's right. 
everyone's got a price. Yes, like, and there's also a price Marvel or Disney's not going to match. But once it gets to that point, I think Feige's just going to be like, if you offer me like, I mean, they're not going to offer him a billion, but like, if you offer me like eight hundred million, like, I don't know, like, maybe I'll just stay. You know, like, it's a, there's going to be a certain point where Kevin Feige says to himself, if Marvel's willing to match. I'm willing to take less. You know, if they're willing to give me a raise, because like EJ mentioned, you know the the, the the lore of making those Fox properties. So I I don't think yes, even if as much as Warner Brothers would want him, I don't think Kevin Feige would ever leave. And then and then that's when you start to get down to plans two, three, and four. You know, um, it's like you know Sean McVay with the Rams. You know, Amazon really wanted him to to do TV. He didn't want to leave the Rams, but you know he's like make it close enough. You know, <laughs> make the deal. I'm not gonna get 20 million to, to coach the Rams, but can I get ten? You know, <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll be willing to stay. So I, I do think it. I do think eventually he he would be open to it. That's why I, I don't think anytime soon. But I do think at some point, just because if if he's done the mutants, if he's done the Fantastic Four, if he's yeah. done Avengers versus X Men versus the Fantastic Four, Wolverine versus the Hulk versus Thor versus this is like if he's done all of those, I mean he might be like, look, I want to do something new. You yeah, know, he's I, he's yeah. fairly young. He's only forty nine years old. Yeah, you know, he's not some. He's not like you know someone that's so, gonna. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna be out of here in in ten years. What I mean, not necessarily. And every every competitor wants a challenge. And you get the feeling you know, that Feige's a real competitor. I agree with that. I get the sense that he 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 really he enjoys that part of that. Yeah. And and Marvel's and, not. I don't want to say it's an easy job, but you know, again, once like you said, once yeah, you do yeah. the Fantastic Four, the the bus is running itself. Yeah, they're, they're the nineteen. They're like the nineteen seventies UCLA Bruins. Nineteen. Yeah, yeah. You know, they exactly. win a championship every year. You know, they're like the Yankees in like the thirties with you know Gehrig and Ruth. Right. <laughs> but you know, yeah, they win every year, like oh, the Celtics in the sixties, like. You so know, he he still like you know he's he's like Red Auerbach he wants he still wants to cut your throat but yeah yeah he may but, want something new at some point and may you know I mean people talked about could he move to Star Wars could it be DC I agree that at some point he will transition to some other some something else and maybe even something bigger maybe he's maybe he's higher up in Disney for all we know but um but I agree there's another move for Feige at some point because. It gets getting. It's, it's got to get stale, you know. All the success, as if I would know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, oh. not too many people. Not too many people know. Oh, uh, anybody knows what Kevin yeah, Feige. Yeah, not too many people know about the level of success that Kevin Feige has reached when it comes to being a Hollywood producer. But um, I think that's a good place to leave it, guys. So I want to thank you guys for joining me. As always, I want to thank the listeners for checking out this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. Of course. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can catch all of our podcast episodes on New Generation Podcast Network. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and tune in. You got Hero Talk episodes, Imperial Broadcast. Of course, Obi-Wan is out, so you want to catch those. Sports Talk, plenty of stuff on there. So make sure you guys uh, check that stuff out over there on the New Generation Podcast Network. Also, be sure to follow us on uh, YouTube, subscribe, U- New Generation Media, and it's NBA Draft Season. We have plenty of NBA Draft videos coming out. Also, if you're a fan of Young Justice, we're coming to the end of the season of Young Justice. We have weekly recaps we're putting out every week, so make sure you subscribe to the channel, New Generation Media. There's a lot of content happening in June, so this is definitely the time you want to be subscribed to us. Also, uh, be sure to check us out on social media. You can find us on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast, 
And you can follow us individually on social media. Shamari's on Instagram and Snapchat, MTShan22. Kendall's on Twitter, New Gen Ken. And I'm on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. And on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.